So the globalists, the deep state, have made an enormous mess out of Syria. And when I say enormous mess, I don't think it's possible for most of us to comprehend how enormous this mess is. I mean, you have half the population has had to flee from their homes. Uh, Syria is an absolute disaster on a scale that I think few people on this planet can even begin to comprehend. And there's a reason why the deep state did it. So in this issue of behind the deep state, I'm going to explain how they did it and why they did it, and who ought to be held responsible. Because a number of criminal federal laws have been violated here, and these contributed to the destruction of Syria, and somebody needs to be held accountable. So we're going to go through the how and the why of how all this happened. Now, before we get into what was going on more recently, we need to start uh, further back. So the Assad dictatorship was a rather nasty, uh, brutish, savage regime. Uh, they, they were not big fans of freedom, but uh, you know, to their credit, uh, they were working with the U.S. government on this so-called terror war. Well, you might say to their credit or or, or not, depending on your point of view. But uh, they were working with the Bush administration. They were helping uh, the Bush administration torture terror suspects, you know, very unsavory and, in fact, criminal things. But uh, Assad was working closely with the U.S. government. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. And um, Assad was officially a, a terror war ally. In fact, Pelosi and Clinton had uh, relatively nice things to say about him. And even though he was a brutal dictator, it is true that Christians were uh, relatively free to exist and to worship in Syria, which, uh, you know, you can't really say that anymore. And yet, even while Assad thought he was working with the U.S. government, we know from WikiLeaks cables that the U.S. government was already trying to subvert his government. In fact, they were providing funding for opposition media, right, for Syrians based outside of Syria to, to broadcast propaganda into Syria, advocating an uprising against the regime. Uh, and it, it eventually got so bad under the Obama administration while they were destroying Libya that we had senior officials in the U.S. military and the U.S. intelligence community who concluded that the Obama administration appears to have switched sides in the war on terror, the terror war, as I call it, because, you know, Gaddafi was an ally in the terror war. He was also helping uh, torture al-Qaeda and jihadists and these kind of things. You know, that's, that's not to uh, say that torture is okay. In fact, it's criminal and they all got, ought to go to jail for that. But the fact is Gaddafi and Assad were both working with the U.S. government on this so-called terror war until Obama came along and, according to senior officials in the U.S. government, switched sides in that terror war. Now, at The New American, we were reporting this from the very start. In fact, I think we may have been the first or one of the first publications, at least, to report on all of this that was happening in Libya and Syria. Later, this was confirmed. Uh, Judicial Watch ended up suing the Obama administration, and they got hold of a 2012 document. Even before this document, we knew what was happening. If you were reading The New American, you would have already known all these things. But it was very nice to have it confirmed with a smoking gun piece of evidence. Uh, this Defense Intelligence Agency document showed three important things. The first one was that they knew the uprising, the revolution in Syria, was being led by al-Qaeda and the Muslim Brotherhood. Al-Qaeda is a designated terrorist organization by the U.S. government, uh, and the Muslim Brotherhood is a very nasty organization. In fact, they were called uh, an unindicted co-conspirator in the biggest terror financing trial that we ever had in America. And uh, some of their documents had been seized. They had this plan to uh, destroy the United States and Western civilization. So the Obama administration and its allies, the French, the British, and the, the Sunni uh, Islamic dictatorships on the Arabian Peninsula, they knew that the revolution in Syria was being led by al-Qaeda and the Muslim Brotherhood. They said they knew. They said, we support it anyway. In fact, uh, we are, are supporting this revolution, even though we know it's led by al-Qaeda. Now, um, that's against the law, right? Al-Qaeda is a designated terror organization, so we'll come back to that. And then there was an even bigger bombshell in this document. Uh, they said that uh, they supported 
the creation of what they described as a Salafist principality in eastern Syria. Now, Salafism is this kind of hardcore brand of Islam practiced by ISIS and Al-Qaeda and, you know, a lot of the Saudi uh, Arabians. And so they wanted a Salafist principality in eastern Syria. Well, they got it, right? Today we call it the Islamic State or ISIS, right, in eastern Syria, right? They got their Salafist principality. Now, again, the New American was reporting this all along. The fake media was covering it up. But as the years went on, we got more and more confirmation about what was happening. I want to show you this video of Joe Biden talking about how uh, the alleged anti-ISIS coalition was actually arming, funding, and creating... uh, the Islamic State, that they were funding uh, al-Qaeda in Iraq, and that that eventually morphed into ISIS. Check out Joe Biden. What, what my constant cry was that our biggest problem is our allies. Our allies in the region were our largest problem in Syria. The Turks were great friends, and I have a great relationship with Erdogan, which I've just spent a lot of time with. The Saudis, the Emiratis, etc. What were they doing? They were so determined to take down Assad and essentially have a proxy Sunni-Shia war, what did they do? They poured hundreds of millions of dollars and tens, thousands of tons of weapons into anyone who would fight against Assad. Except that the people who were being, who were being supplied were al-Nusra and al-Qaeda and the extremist elements of jihadis coming from other parts of the world. Now, you think I'm exaggerating. Take a look. Where did all of this go? So now what's happening? All of a sudden, everybody's awakened because this outfit called ISIL, which was al-Qaeda in Iraq, which when they were essentially thrown out of Iraq, found open space and territory in, in western, excuse me, in eastern Syria, worked with al-Nusra, who we declared a terrorist group early on, and we could not convince our colleagues to stop supplying them. So what happened? Now all of a sudden, I don't want to be too facetious, but uh, they have seen the Lord. Now we have, been, the president's been able to put together a coalition of our Sunni neighbors, because America can't once again go in to a Muslim nation and be the aggressor. It has to be led by Sunnis to go and attack a Sunni organization. And so what do we have for the first time? Now Saudi Arabia has stopped the funding going in. Saudi Arabia is allowing training on its soil of American forces under Title 10 open training. The Qataris have cut off their support for the most extreme elements of the terrorist organizations. And the Turks... President Erdogan told me, he's an old friend, said, you were right. We let too many people through. Now they're trying to seal their border. All right. Now I want you to watch General Martin Dempsey. Uh, He was a high ranking commander in the United States. And he was asked by neoconservative Senator Lindsey Graham uh, about the, you know, these reports that um, American allies were aiding and supporting ISIS. Here's what he said. So our national defense in terms of stopping ISIL from killing thousands or millions of Americans if they get the capability, really comes down to whether or not we can convince the Arab world to go in there and and defeat these guys? It really comes down to building a coalition so that, that what the Arab Muslim world sees 
is them rejecting ISIS, not They us already reject them. ISIL. Do you know any major Arab ally that embraces ISIL? I know major Arab allies who fund them. Yeah, but do they embrace that? They fund them because the Free Syrian Army couldn't fight Assad. They were trying to beat Assad. Do you know any major Arab ally that embraces ISIL? I know major Arab allies who fund them. Yeah, but do they embrace that? They fund them because the Free Syrian Army couldn't fight Assad. They were trying to beat Assad. And now, I, I mentioned the Defense Intelligence Agency that had produced this memo in 2012. And this memo was read by Hillary Clinton, we know, and potentially even by Barack Hussein Obama. Um, about this 2012 memo showing that one of the goals was the creation of an Islamic State, uh, a Salafist principality in eastern Syria. Well, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, who was running the Defense Intelligence Agency when that memo was produced, was actually he actually went on international television and said that the Obama administration had made a willful decision. It's not that they didn't know that they were supporting jihadists to overthrow the Syrian government. It's that they made a willful decision to do this. Check this out. In 2012, your agency was saying, quote, the Salafists, the Muslim Brotherhood and Al-Qaeda in Iraq are the major forces driving the insurgency in Syria. Mm -hmm. In 2012, the yeah. U.S. was helping coordinate arms transfers to those same groups. Why did you not stop that if you're worried about the rise of, quote, unquote, yeah, Islamic I, I, I mean, I hate to say it's not my job, but that my job was to was to ensure that the that the accuracy of our intelligence that was being presented was was as good as it could be. And I will tell you, it, it goes before 2012. I mean, when we, were, when we were in Iraq and we still had decisions to be made before there was a decision to pull out of Iraq in 2011. I mean, it was very clear what we, what we were going to face. Well, I admire your frankness very on this subject. Very clear what we were going to let face. Me, let me just, take one before we move on, just to clarify once more, you are basically saying that even in government at the time, you knew those groups were around, you saw this analysis sure. and you were arguing against it, but who wasn't listening? I think the I think the administration. The administration turned a blind eye to your analysis. I don't know if they turned a blind eye. I think it was a decision. I think it was a willful decision. A willful decision to go support an insurgency that had Salafists, Al Qaeda, well, and the Muslim Brotherhood. A willful decision to do what they're doing, which which you have to really you have to really ask the president, what is it that he actually is doing with the with the uh, policy that is in place because. It is very, very confusing. I'm sitting here today, Maddie, and I don't, I can't tell you exactly what that is. And so now you understand when Trump called Obama and Hillary the co-founders of ISIS, check this out. ISIS is honoring President Obama. He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS, okay? He's the founder. He founded ISIS. And... I would say the co-founder would be Crooked Hillary Clinton. Co-founder, Crooked Hillary Clinton. Now you understand why he did it, right? The media is, oh, he's totally crazy. He's lost his mind, uh, you know, calling Obama and Hillary co-founders of ISIS. No, 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 no. Trump was exactly right. And later he actually tweeted out that document that I mentioned, that 2012 Defense Intelligence Agency report. And now it gets even crazier, right? Now it gets even crazier. So, okay, the Obama administration helped create ISIS, helped create this uh, Islamic Jihad, Islamist Jihad in Syria that was literally destroying the country. So what do they do? Oh, goodness, now we have this big Islamist problem in Syria. What do they do? They start showering aid on communist terrorists to fight against the Islamic terrorists that they had already armed and trained and funded. True story. 
So uh, some little bit of a background here. Uh, there's this terrorist group that's been operating uh, in that region for a very long time. It's called the Kurdish Workers Party or the Kurdistan Workers Party. Uh, it is a communist terrorist group created with help from the Soviet Union. And they have uh, their Syrian affiliates. Uh, the military branch of that Syrian affiliate, affiliate is known as the YPG, which is you know, basically an offshoot of the PKK. Uh, both of these are, are designated as terrorist organizations. And uh, they were working very closely with the uh, Kurdish Peshmerga, these uh, Kurdish troops that were fighting supposedly against ISIS. And we know beginning in at, at least 2004, maybe earlier, the Obama administration was sending military support over there. Uh, we actually covered this in a 2015 article in The New American. Uh, it was called Obama Showers Support on Communist Terrorists in Syria and Iraq. Uh, the U.S. military and Secretary of State John Kerry said uh, the purpose of this was to help them fight ISIS. Well, a little bit about this terrorist organization, and you can decide for yourself whether you think that was a good idea. It was created in the late 1970s by a KGB agent named Abdullah Ocalan. Um, this was a, a Kurd, a communist terrorist, and uh, with help from the Soviet Union, he created this PKK. His goal was to create a, a Marxist-Leninist regime to enslave the Kurdish peoples living within the borders of Turkey and eventually to enslave all Kurdish peoples under a totalitarian dictatorship in a nation he wanted to create called Kurdistan. Uh, well, that's just what we need, right? A, a, another Marxist-Leninist dictatorship, since it's not enough with one in North Korea and Cuba and uh, Vietnam, you know, all, all these other Marxist-Leninist dictatorships. So um, this organization was a brutal mass murdering terrorist group uh, and in fact they were very frequently murdering Kurds right if, if a Kurd expressed opposition to communism to uh, communist dictatorship to any of this crazy stuff they were doing they would say uh, okay well we're going to kill you and so they killed many many Kurds so to act like these communist terrorists represent Kurds is grotesque and yet that's exactly what's happening now after Trump announced the withdrawal of U.S. forces from this region. Uh, I was actually over in that region not too long ago. Uh, I flew to uh, to Turkey, and uh, just I think a couple of years before I landed at the Atatürk airport, uh, this Kurdish terrorist group, uh, the PKK, had bombed that airport, slaughtered 46 innocent people. Uh, and so everybody in Turkey, when I was over there, everybody was like, why is your president sending military aid to communist terrorists who specialize in murdering us, right? That's not okay. And you, know, you can think what you want about the Turkish uh, regime. I'm not a big fan. In fact, they like to arrest Christians and journalists. And as a Christian and a journalist, uh, I find that rather offensive. But be that as it may, Turkey ostensibly is a U.S. ally, right? They're part of NATO. Uh, so officially, at least, they are an ally of the United States. So why was the U.S. government under Obama sending weapons and military aid to a communist terrorist group that was murdering uh, people from one of our allies? That's a very good question. Somebody ought to ask that. Um, and, you know, they say, oh, well, you know, maybe they weren't all communist terrorists. Well, look what happened when they took over Raqqa, for example, the Syrian city of Raqqa. One of the first things they did was raise up a banner of Mr. Okalan, the, uh, the communist terrorist and KGB agent who founded these communist Kurdish terrorist groups. Um, we have a lot of Peshmerga leaders and commanders saying, oh, yeah, the PKK, the YPG, they're like our brothers, right? And of course, we fight with them. Uh, and, you know, it goes on and on and on. Now, over in Iran, the Obama administration was showering aid on the uh, Mujahideen e Kalk, uh, another communist terrorist group, which is kind of fused with Islam. Now I call it the Islamo Marxist cult. 
and the Obama administration uh, and a bunch of neocons in Washington, D.C. Apparently, want, this is also a designated terrorist organization on our State Department's list of terror organizations. And they were also supporting this MEK. So all over the region, you have the Obama administration showering U.S. support on designated terrorist organizations. I mean, it's not my opinion that they're terrorist organizations. It is the opinion of the U.S. State Department. And I want to talk about the law for a minute because the U.S. government has a law. It's uh, you'll find it in the uh, 18 U.S. Code uh, section 233.9b. It says whoever knowingly provides material support or resources to a foreign terrorist organization or attempts or conspires to do so shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. And if the death of any person results, shall be imprisoned for any term of years or for life. So this is federal law, right? There are no exemptions in this law for people working for the federal government. That includes Barack Hussein Obama. That includes Vice President Joe Biden. That includes uh, the communist leader of the CIA at the time, John Brennan, right, uh, who said he voted for the Communist Party candidate uh, in the 1976 or 1978 election. So let that sink in, folks. These people were knowingly violating a statute that if you or I violated, we would end up in prison, possibly for life, right? And so what was the result of that? Well, we've seen a, a massive genocide of Christians all across the region. Uh, now we see uh, growing attempts to try to create a, uh, a Middle Eastern Union, right? The Council on Foreign Relations, a, a key organization of the deep state. Go back and watch our video if you haven't yet in Behind the Deep State on the CFR if you want to know more. But uh, this organization actually published a column by a former Islamist jihadist calling for the creation of a Middle East Union. He said, oh, look at all the war all over the Middle East. So don't, don't look at our fingerprints all over all those wars. But look at all these wars that we have caused, I mean, that, that have just happened right out of the blue. And uh, see, now we need to do what the Europeans did. We need to create a Middle Eastern Union where all of these nations and peoples will be subsumed under a regional government so that we continue, uh, can continue on our new world order. That is what they're doing, folks. And now you have publications in the United States calling for the mass importation of Kurds into the United States. Uh, a very astute analyst, anti-communist analyst, Cliff Kincaid with USA Survival, uh, he pointed out that these may very likely provide uh, the next Ilhan Omar, right? So the U.S. government, the deep state, went and messed up Somalia along with help from the U.N. Then they imported a bunch of Somalian Muslims to the United States. And then, ta-da, now we have uh, an Islamo-Marxist in Congress named Ilhan Omar, who not only wants to tear down America, but is devoted to advancing these crazy ideals. So now they're talking about bringing a million Kurds into the United States to protect them from Turkey, to protect them from uh, the Islamists that they themselves were supporting. I think it's very obvious that Trump was absolutely right to get our troops out of this mess. Uh, and, you know, it's a good start. He talked about on Twitter that we're going to get out of these endless wars. That's what he campaigned on. He repeatedly criticized uh, Obama over the years for this. So he, he's done the right thing. But I think he needs to go another step further, because as long as the criminals who were responsible for this are allowed to run around uh, doing whatever they want without any sense of accountability, these endless criminal wars are going to continue. Somebody needs to be held responsible. Half a million Syrians are dead because of these machinations of the deep state. Millions and millions more, maybe half the population of Syria has now been forced out of their homes. Many are now homeless. Uh, Christians have been slaughtered and massacred and crucified and enslaved. Somebody needs to pay for this. And um, the obvious place to start would be the deep state criminals within the U.S. foreign policy establishment who brought this all about. So let's talk about, to start with, who made the decision to arm 
terrorist groups on the designated list of terrorist organizations. Again, it's not my opinion that these are terrorist groups. That's the State Department that says they're terrorist groups. Uh, Al-Qaeda in Iraq, ISIS, uh, the MEK, the PKK, the YPG, any American official responsible for sending aid, support, weapons, trainers, anything needs to be held criminally responsible for this. And I think we need to go a step further, too. It's, you know, it's bad enough they're flagrantly violating U.S. anti-terror laws. Looking at this a little bit deeper, you realize, hey, we, we've spent how many trillions of dollars, how many thousands of American lives have been lost in this so-called war on terror, this terror war? If it's true that we're fighting a terror war, I mean, Congress never declared it, but they never declare anything anymore. Uh, but if it's true that we're in a war against al-Qaeda and, and Islamic Jihad and all this, that means these people were not just committing regular crimes, not just regular violations of federal law. They committed treason, right? The definition of treason is aiding and abetting an enemy in time of war. If al-Qaeda is really the enemy in time of war, then anyone who was responsible for providing material support to this terrorist organization needs to be held accountable. It's enough. And until we hold these people accountable, the, the atrocities, the endless wars, the loss of American lives, the bankrupting of the American taxpayer, the mass murder of people in foreign countries is going to continue. So President Trump was right to get our troops out. Now he needs to go a step further, say who is responsible for this mess and what criminal laws did they violate because they need to be held accountable. I'm looking at you, John Brennan. I'm looking at you, Barack Obama. I'm looking at you, Hillary Clinton and John Kerry. The whole lot of them ought to be indicted. And if it can be proven in a court of law that they provided material support to terror organizations, that they committed treason, they ought to pay the price for that. Uh, I'm Alex Newman. You're watching Behind the Deep State. Thank you for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, share all those great things, and make sure you tune back in next week for another episode of Behind the Deep State. Thank you, and God bless.